I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you will hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. There's only one. There's only one pod in the Motor City that's keeping you up to date on everything Detroit sports. This is The Daily Ticket with your host, Jeff Rieger. Hey, everybody. What's going on? Jeff Rieger. Another episode of The Daily Ticket. Officially game day, people. It's September 28th. It's a Thursday. The Lions play the Packers. And I have a special guest. See, in my radio life long time ago, I worked in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, believe it or not. I was not a Packer fan. And this man, to my right or left, depending on how you're watching this thing, he was kind of my boss. He was also my friend. He was also the one guy that actually seemed to like me and saw the brilliance in me. Okay, maybe not so much, but whatever. But uh, Steve Sparky Pfeiffer from WSSP in Milwaukee. Steve Sparky, I call you. Thanks for joining us, man, because we need to get to the bottom of one simple question that I will unveil. But first, how you doing? I, I will just say this. I hope the people of Detroit really appreciate the greatness of Jeff Rieger and what oh, we really have, man. Our station had a big hole in it at 1250 uh, WSSP in Milwaukee after Rieger left. He was there not a long time, a short time, because he had his call to come to the ticket in Detroit. And this is his dream job. This is what he's always wanted to do. Uh, but Jeff Rieger is a special talent. I hope you all appreciate it. Okay. Can you do me a favor? Can you, you raise your right hand right now? Raise your right hand. I want to yeah. see it. Okay. Yeah. There's your right hand. Yeah. I know you always carry a Bible with you. I, I'm going to need you to sit yeah. around yeah. the Bible and say that exactly again. <laughs> but thank you. You're too kind. No, Sparky guys, of course he's going to say nice things because he's in a, he's in a great mood. So obviously yeah. the Brewers are in first place. They clinched the division. The Packers nice are a two and one football team. And the Bucks just got Dame time. Like, it's an unreal time to be alive in Milwaukee sports and Green Bay sports. Yeah, it's a, it's a beautiful thing. Jealous. Yeah, I got the Bucks podcast green and growing. So we had to have an emergency podcast on Wednesday when the Damian Lillard uh, trade went down. And they stole them. They stole them. All right, so let's get to why you're here. You're here because the Packers take on the Lions at Lambeau Field later on today. And I love getting your insight because I have a lot of questions to fire at you. And I'm war- I'm wondering how Packer fans are feeling. And I'm wondering about the injuries because we have updates about the Lions and Packer injuries. But more than anything else, I can tell you, some radio host here at 97.1 The Ticket are freaking out. And maybe the fans too. People want to know, should they be afraid of Jordan Love? Because Lions fans went through Brett Favre and then they went through Aaron Rodgers. And then a weird thing happened. The Lions have beat the Packers the last three games in a row. Lions fans are getting a little cocky, a little arrogant. We deserve to be those things because it's been forever. 
And now you look at Jordan Love. He's got the best quarterback rating in football. He's got the most air yards in football. He's only been sacked three times. He's got, what, nine touchdowns and one interception. All in all, not the most accurate passer, but he's got legs as well. Should Lions fans be fearful of this guy? Because before you answer, at the start of the season, maybe you worry about Minnesota. Like they won the division last year, right? And and maybe you worry about Justin Fields, who I love and feel bad for, but Chicago stinks. But maybe you worry about them. But at the start of the season, nobody's worried about the Packers. Like you're done. Your run is done. And now we look at this matchup today and both teams are sitting at two and one. Yeah, I uh, the, the the Chicago stuff drove me crazy. Obviously, we see more of it and hear more of it in Wisconsin being across the border from yeah, Chicago. Obviously. Yeah, Justin Fields, MVP. Oh, here come the Bears. And I laughed and said he threw for over 200 yards twice all of last season. Why do we think this is going to change in one offseason? And guess what? He still stinks. Uh, Luke Getze, who went from the Packers there to be the offensive coordinator, maybe he's sabotaging Justin because he's a Packer at heart. I don't know. Uh, but they're horrible. Uh, the Vikings, they've self-destructed. Uh, it doesn't look like they're going to be any type of competition this year. They should trade Kirk Cousins if possible. I don't know if it is because of his contract. And then there's their year Lions. And to be honest with you, I don't think anybody dislikes the Lions. But, you know, when, when Sue was there, we all hated the Lions. Right. Well, he Stopping on our offensive Rogers. linemen and all that, Evan Dietrich Smith and all that. Yeah, we hated you then. Uh, now, no, 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 no real hate or dislike. It's like, oh, good for the Lions. They're good again. Okay, that's good. Good. It's so condescending. Little yeah, pat yeah. on the back. Yeah, right. Yeah, good job. Good job. <laughs> oh, okay. So, so should Lions fans be fearful of Jordan Love? Because later oh. on tonight, it will not sit well with Detroit fans at all if Love goes out and not only helps win the pet game for the Packers, but torches the Lions defense in the process. I, I'll say, I don't know if you have to worry about Jordan Love now. I don't know if you have to worry about Jordan Love um, in the second time this year. But you better be fearful of this Packer offense next year. This year, they're learning. They're figuring things out. You'll see. When you see the Packers, they're fast at wide receiver. This is the fast, fastest and most athletic team they've had since I've been alive. By far. It's by far the most athletic team. Luke Musgrave at tight end is going to be a perennial pro bowler. He's a stud. You've got a stud in Laporta. They'll probably be the two tight end representatives in the NFC for a long time, more than likely. They're both studs. Uh, offensively, as far as running backs go, Jones has been battling a hamstring injury, and they think he's going to play. So if he plays, that's good. As long as he doesn't hurt it again, that gives him some explosion. If Jones doesn't play or gets hurt again, they have nothing at running back. Nothing. There'll be no threat of a running game of Aaron Jones goes out, and that plays obviously into the hands of the Detroit Lions. So I don't think I'd fear Jordan Love tonight. I don't think I'd fear Jordan Love the second time. But next year, this Packers offense is going to be a problem for the NFL. So when you make this statement, or you at least hear this statement, maybe from Detroit fans, that the Packers aren't really anything to worry about this year, and this is the Lions' division to win, because they are the favorites, according to Vegas. And right. here in Detroit, I mean, listen, we are talking like we've been here before, even though we haven't since 1993. It wasn't even the NFC North back then. But Lions fans are convinced that it's their division to lose this season. You would say otherwise. Uh, I don't know if I'd say otherwise. You okay. know, coming into the season, I think we all looked at this and said Packers were going to win seven to nine games, I think is what I said. Um, and to be honest, I think everybody is pleasantly surprised by how far along this offense is, considering they didn't have their all-pro left tackle last week. And 
Probably won't have him tonight either. Elton Jenkins, who is probably their best offensive lineman at this point. He can play every position on the line. A great guard who's been a pro bowler and probably all pro here at some point in the future. He's probably not playing tonight either. They didn't have him against the Saints. No Christian Watson, their number one wide receiver so far this year. He hopefully will play. Uh, Aaron Jones was out against the Saints as well. You put all that in, and they still come back and rally in the fourth quarter to beat the Saints. That Falcons game in week three, they were winning for three quarters. For three quarters, and then they couldn't tackle all of a sudden in the running game for the Falcons, and the offense went stagnant, went three, three and outs in the fourth quarter, and they ended up choking that one away and, and losing. They were going to be four and zero. If you look at the rest of the schedule for the Packers, and I don't know what the Lions is, but I'm, I'm guessing it's similar to the Packers. Yeah. They only play like two legitimately good teams. That's it. That's, that's all that's the left NFC. on their schedule. The rest of their schedule is all sub 500 teams right now that aren't very good. So this team might end up with 10 wins um, and be a thing. I still think it's the Lions division to lose. I, I really okay. do. Because I think the Lions could still win 12 games, 13 games. Who knows? Um, so I still don't know if the Packers are there yet. Next year, I will expect the Packers to win the division. This year, no. I, I, I'm happy if they win nine, ten games. Even if they lose a bunch of games here uh, in, that we don't expect, you definitely know one thing. Jordan Love does not suck like everybody was hoping for. Ooh, I think I know the title of my podcast. Jordan Love does not suck like everybody was hoping for. I'm going to mark that nine, ten on this podcast. By the way, the injuries for the Lions, I have them in front of me. Jason Kambida, out. Matt Nelson, backup offensive lineman, out. Hell Vitae out. So O-line problems. Taylor Decker should play. He's questionable. Jonah Jackson, he should play. He's questionable. Kirby Joseph might not play questionable. David Montgomery should play questionable. And maybe Emmanuel Mosley makes his season debut. Knee and hamstring, he too is questionable. So when I read you that list and you're looking at this matchup, what's the one thing that pops into your mind as to why the Packers win the football game and then what's the one thing that pops into your mind as why they lose tonight to the Lions? I, I don't think the offense for the Packers is going to be that affected by whatever may come from Detroit necessarily. I think this game is going to be won or lost like most games this year by the Packers defense, right? So can the Packers get pressure and hit Jared Goff a bunch uh, and make him a different quarterback than if he has a lot of time. If Jared Goff has a lot of time, he's going to pick the Packers apart. I'm well aware of that. And, oh, by the way, Jerry Alexander has a back injury. Not yes. sure if he's playing tonight. He's, he's their best quarterback. Terrible. Right, and he didn't play against the Saints either. Devondre Campbell, the middle linebacker, he's hurt too. That hurts the run defense, the very little run defense they have. This whole team is just banged up and hurt. And I understand a lot of guys in the NFL are hurt at this point, but to be where they are right now, again, two and one with a chance to be three and one is simply amazing to me as somebody that follows this team. But my point is if they hit golf a lot uh, and they don't let Montgomery or Gibbs have a big game on them and being able to tackle those guys, because they weren't able to tackle B. John Robinson a couple weeks ago, then they have every opportunity to win this game. I think the Packers are going to put up points. I, I don't, maybe I'm wrong. I don't see anybody shutting this Packers offense down to where, Oh, you're only going to get three points uh, this week. I, I don't think it's going to happen. I think they're going to probably score 21, 24 points uh, on Thursday night, tonight. Uh, and then we'll see if that Packers defense is good enough to hold the Lions offense in check. So when you look at Jordan Love, the one thing I noticed is he loves to throw deep, right? The air yards are out of this world, I believe. I read the stat here. In fact, I, I wrote it down. Let me read this stat to you and everybody watching right now, if I have it in front of me. But Jordan Love is tied for fifth for passes over 25 yards. And he's done that without Christian Watson, obviously. So 
I ask you, is it a good thing for this Packer football team that he goes deep? Does it affect them positively? Or do you believe that could be the downfall of Jordan Love and the Packers in a game like tonight? It killed killed the Packers last year. It killed Aaron Rodgers. Because last year, the only guy that he had that could do that was Christian Watson. That was it. And when Watson was hurt, they didn't have anybody that could do it because he didn't trust Romeo Dobbs. Dobbs was hurt part of last year, who has now be, kind of become their one wide receiver without Christian Watson in there. He's got the best chemistry with Jordan Love. But then they draft Reed from Michigan State, Jane Reed. Uh, and he's got a he's got a quite a few targets at this point. Luke Musgrave, the tight end I was talking about, he had him wide open down the middle of the field, 40 yards, and overthrew him uh, against the Saints. So he can stretch the field down the middle. That's what I was saying earlier. They're so fast and so athletic. Uh, Rodgers never had a benefit uh, of this type of athleticism at wide receiver and tight end at the same point. The problem is they're very, very young. Rookies uh, and guys that are in their second year in the NFL all trying to get on the same page as the quarterback who, well, this is his first year starting, he's been in the system for three years. He knows the offense like the back of his hand. Uh, now they have to get on the same page with him, and that's sometimes where the miscues come. All right, so Sparky, I asked you about how Packer fans think of Lions fans, and he said, you know, we don't really hate you. We, like, scratch no. you in the back of the ear like a dog. You're like a cute puppy. Now, it's not going to surprise you, but we hate you. We despise <laughs> you. We want you all to suffer awful, awful football seasons. Wow. And for good reason. So let me ask you this. If the Lions win tonight, that's going to be four in a row. Four. Here, I'll just show, show it to the camera right there. If you're watching on YouTube, I can't. There, yeah. Th there you go. Yeah, you see four. Four in a row. If the Lions win. Do you, the Packer Nation, then start to get worried? Does this actually turn into a rivalry? Or is this still your cute Lions? You'll never amount to what we've done. We've yeah. won championships, and you're sure. going to boast about being 3-1. and one. God, I sound like a cocky St. Louis Cardinals fan. I'm so sorry. But I think that's kind of what Packers and St. Louis Cardinals, that's kind of what it is, right? Pirates, Detroit Lions, that's kind of what it is. Vikings and Brewers, Cubs and Bears. Kind of similar if you're comparing divisions of baseball and football. Um, so, yeah, this is probably going to sound condescending and so forth. But, oh, yeah, I, yeah, I mean, if, if you all want to win your division title this year, that's fine. But then you're going to watch the next five years after that, uh, maybe longer, as Jordan Love and his offense take over and dominate. I, I don't know <laughs> how to tell you. Like, I, I just – you, you, really, you, you do know the Lions could potentially get better as well. They might keep uh, no, Jared Goff. No, they might not. So, so no, you think this no. is it? So yeah, no, Jared Goff's not getting any better, Rieger. Jared Goff is who Jared Goff is. There's no there's no climb for Jared Goff at this point. The dude, he is who he is. Now, Jordan Love could get better. Uh, and yes, you're right. Gibbs could get better and so forth. Well, yeah, hold sure. on a sec. You're looking at a Lions offense that should get better, though. They average right around 28 to 30 points a game. Yeah. You don't believe. You know, th this, is, this is very condescending by you. Very cocky. Very arrogant by you Milwaukee people. You don't believe that the Lions are around for the long haul. You only think the Packers are around for the long haul. How could you say that? Lions are a young team. They got budding stars on both sides of the football. They got a brilliant GM that just continues to nail it in the draft. I'm just curious, how, why are the Packers going to go up, 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 but you believe the Lions are just going to plummet like they usually do? Not plummet. I just don't think they're going to necessarily improve to that degree. Listen, if you all had C.J. Stroud, I'd be like, okay, yeah, you guys are going to be a beast. Like, great young quarterback on the upside. Jared Goff, man, come on. I mean, it's, I don't know if it's even Kirk Cousins at this point. He's nice. He's okay. But Jared Goff? You realize Jared, Jared Goff? Jared Goff? 
sixth best QBR, had yeah, the yeah, interceptionless yeah, yeah. streak, mm-hmm. is really a fit for this offense. Doing it without Jamison Williams, Josh Reynolds. I become- I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. A lot of talent. A lot of talent. And I like like Williams uh, and I like St. Brown. We had the the other brother who was crappy for the Packers. So thanks for that. Yeah, that didn't work out. Uh, but yeah, so you guys got some talent. Laporta, love him. Love the Lions draft this year. I <laughs> think they did a great such... job. And again, that's part of that was John Dorsey's in your front office for a Packer executive showing you all the way how to do things <laughs> the right way in Detroit. So that's good. That was you. a good hire by Brad Holmes to hire John Dorsey. Good, this smart This is why hire. we hate you. This <laughs> is why Detroit hates you. And you might not care now, but I kind of get the feeling you're going to care in a couple years. And by the way, Sparky, yeah. You know, if the Lions happen to win the division, something you think they're capable of this yeah, year. For sure. Yeah. I mean, Lions fans aren't going to look back and say, oh, you know what? We're going to crumble in the years to come. This is oh, no, you here. shouldn't. No, you get when you when you're when you suck for that long, you should live in the moment and celebrate it. Do you not remember, Rieger? Maybe I don't think you were here. Maybe you were. I don't remember. But no, you couldn't have been. You were gone in the spring that year. But yeah, when the 07. Milwaukee Brewers hadn't been to the play, hadn't been to the playoffs in 26 years, hadn't broken 500 in 11 consecutive years, when they went to the playoffs with that CC Sabathia incredible immortal run in the second half after they after they picked him up in a trade from Cleveland, they got a wild card spot. They didn't win the division. They got a wild card spot. We Brewer fans, city of Milwaukee, threw a party for. The Milwaukee Brewers organization, the team, everything, went down to our Summerfest grounds, which is like the coolest music festival in the world, Summerfest in Milwaukee. Went down to the Summerfest grounds. They brought the whole team down there before they left for their wildcard round playoff series and had a party. They were on stage. We had bands playing, music, alcohol flowing, the whole deal. I've never in my life heard of a city having a party for a team before they even play their first postseason game. So I know what it's like to suck. I watched Bucks basketball my whole life. Got extremely lucky to get Giannis. I thought I was going to die without seeing a Bucks championship. I didn't think there was any chance. I don't, I'm still not convinced the Brewers will win a championship in my lifetime. They've had more chances. So, yeah, the Packers are the one team. And you can arguably say that they screwed it up, too. Because Brett Favre, Hall of Famer, one ring, two Super Bowl appearances. Aaron Rodgers, Hall of Famer. How lucky is that, right? One ring, one appearance. And that was... Magic carpet ride stuff. They had 17 guys on the IR. Like everything fell their way at the end of the season uh, as far as how that whole thing uh, did it. Ron Wolf, the old Packers GM, said, yeah. if you do it once, you're a fart in the wind. And that's what the Aaron Rodgers team was a fart in the wind because they never got back again. They blew m- several NFC conference championship games. Uh, so, from that aspect, you know, like I said, I can relate to Lions fans. I've had horrible organizations root for most of my life. But when you get there, enjoy it, appreciate it. The issue is, and I'm going to say it again, if you plan on staying at the top, you have to have a superstar caliber player on offense, namely usually that quarterback. Jared Goff is not that. But you believe Jordan Love is? Could be. Okay. 
All right, let, let me let me get you a couple quick hit questions, and then we're gonna read some comments, and then I'm gonna let you go because I know you're a busy man, and you know you'll get all your Packer people together, and you'll pet us all on the head like we're freaking dogs. Oh no no no! Partying about Damian Lillard tonight. Not even worried about about uh, the, about the Lions. I, I'm okay. celebrating. The Lions can right. beat the Packers by forty, and I'm still gonna be going. Who cares? We got Damian Lillard on the Bucks. Which I, is the craziest whatever. thing because this game is everything for us. Okay. Yeah. Very quickly. How glad are you guys that Aaron Rodgers is gone? Like, was he a pain in the ass? Did he turn out to be a pain in the ass? Not that you ever wanted him to get injured. Nobody wants that. But, I mean, by the end, you had to be so glad he's, like, gone. Correct? To clarify, the Pat McAfee show kind of ruined it, uh, I think, for the most part, with this fan base. I think that's pretty much what it did. And I like Pat McAfee. I think he's a great dude. Does a great radio shows. Made a ton of money doing TV and everything else. So this is not a knock on Pat McAfee. But when he had an opportunity to talk every single week and essentially make it about him every single week, um, that that I think that that everybody grew tired of it. They really did. And, and then the whole thing of, oh, they drafted Jordan Love. Okay, so now I'm going to come back, play an MVP level for a couple of years. Then I'm going to kind of demand a trade and hold you hostage like Brett did. And we're kind of reliving the whole Brett Favre thing all over again in Green Bay. I think people just got sick of it. Now, to be clear, I don't think it ever got to the point with a majority where people hate him. With Brett, the fan base was split 50-50. Half the fan base hated Brett Favre. Half the fan base hated Mike McCarthy and Ted Thompson for getting rid of Brett Favre. This scenario here, majority were fine moving on from Aaron Rodgers and were willing to take whatever had happened. Jordan Love sucked. The fan base was like, fine, Jordan Love sucks. But we're done dealing with the drama of Aaron Rodgers and just want to move on and get whatever you can. So I don't know if anybody's like to the point of hating him and all that stuff. Uh, but I think people were just sick of the drama that comes along with him. I mean, think about this. That dude is out for the year, Rieger. He's going on McAfee every week. He went on McAfee this week and told his team to grow up. He's sitting in California <laughs> ridiculing this team. He's not even there. Like, what? What are, we, what are we talking about here? What are we doing? I, that that type of stuff it just drives me nuts. And if I was the Jets locker room, I'd be like, dude, shut the F up. Like, don't. Don't come at me. You're at home trying to recuperate. You're not having to deal with Zach Wilson as your damn quarterback at this point. Oh, poor Jets. It is kind of funny. All right, give me a score tonight. Who wins? Give me a score. I'm going to say uh, Packers win 24-17. Oh. Wow. Well, how about a little wager? I, I like the gamble. I'll take the Lions. I don't even need – well, I'm not going to give you the point and a half. Let's just go straight up. You don't deserve the point and a half. I'll go Lions. 28 Packers 17. We'll bet we'll bet a beer. How about this? How about this? How about this? If I win, you come back on this podcast. Sure. And you read comments from people trashing you because you've sure. been so arrogant. Yeah, okay? Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. All right. And then you tell me what I have to do if you happen to win. I come back on this podcast and gloat. Okay. That's fine. That's yeah. fine. All right. So to clarify, way, I'm back on. Lions win. I need help from all the people watching and listening. We need stuff for Sparky to say. Like, for instance, if you need this Sparky to say, like, hi, my name is Steve Sparky Pfeiffer from WSSP, and I was Ryan Braun's biggest fan. <laughs> the cheater. Right? 
<laughs> Which I'm right, not, right, definitely. Right, right, yeah. right. Or, or, or I supplied Ryan Braun with the goods. Whatever you want to say. So we'll need the well, comments. I am from Kenosha, where he threw the guy under the bus unfairly and lied about. So I am from the same town as the guy that got lied about by Braun. So I, okay. there is that, yeah. Okay, so you got a connection. Yeah. So Okay, so fine. If the Packers win... Packers win, you come back on, you gloat, you talk crap to all the Detroit fans watching this. Yeah. And then if the Lions happen to win, then you come back on and you have to read every negative comment said about you and this appearance. Yeah, you just said them to me and I'll, I'll read whatever you like, okay. my friend. Okay. All right. It's all good. good. All right. Speaking of comments, we do it every podcast on the Daily Ticket. We read a good one. We read a bad one. The bad one always rips on me. The good one is sometimes a question. Let me read the good one. I want you to stick around for this because this one comes from Steve. Huh. Same last name. <laughs> this one comes from Steve. It says, Rieger, watched your podcast yesterday. What the F are you thinking? Urban Meyer to Michigan State? Dumbest effing idea ever. You're a bozo. And then I realized, was that you that sent that comment? Might have been, yeah, because that okay. was a dumb comment. You watch the I mean, podcast. You, you, you said some stuff idea? in the past, but that that one there, a little out there. But you, you uh, Urban Meyer, it, Sparky, it makes perfect sense. Now, Mel Tucker's officially fired, okay? Yeah. Obviously, they fired him yesterday, okay? Urban Meyer gives you instant credibility. You start to win football games. He hates Michigan. He hates Ohio State because of how he had to unceremoniously leave. And at every stop in college football, the dude freaking wins. I know everybody's worried about optics. Who cares about optics? They're going to talk smack about Michigan State regardless of who they bring in. So why not bring in Urban Meyer, the best candidate for the job? Think about this, Sparky. Just think about this. How many times in your life does your team have a chance? And they're not my team. But does your team have a chance to get one of the greatest coaches in the history? Because that's exactly what he is. He's a scumbag, sure. But the greatest coach in history, you get a chance to bring that guy to your program at age 59. Yeah, he might leave for some mystery illness. But in the meantime, he's going to win. It's a brilliant idea. And it gets you back to at least winning football games, something that Michigan State fans, I feel, deserve. You are moving on from a character-flawed coach. Yes. And now you are advocating bringing in another character flawed head oh, coach yeah, yeah. to come in and be the head coach of Michigan State. Listen. Here's the difference. Mel Tucker did not win with the exception of the one year he had Kenneth Walker. Right. Urban Meyer has won everywhere except for Jacksonville, where he was just grinding too much. And kicking players. Right. And so th th this, this is the thing. If you all were smart at Michigan State, you do the smart thing. And hire a Badger, right? Hire Paul Chris, the former Badger head coach, that did nothing but go to bowl games. No, there's not national championships in your future with Paul Chris. Not saying there is. But you go get Paul Chris. You res you fix the program nice and squeaky clean. You get back to being in bowl games every year, winning nine games a year. Then you take that next step from Paul Chris to try and get over the hump and, and, and get a better coach. Uh, How about Jim Leonard? Young, up-and-coming guy, uh, defensive uh, coordinator at Wisconsin. Have you seen the Badgers defense this year? It sucks under Mike Trestle. With Jim Leonard? Dominant. Very good. Now that's another guy knows how to recruit the Midwest. It makes all the sense in the world. You need a nice, clean, conservative coach to come in here that knows how to win, get it back on the rails, then go get your guy. And he, no matter who that guy is, it's not Urban Meyer. From your point of view, as a sports talk guy that loves drama, yes, Urban Meyer is a dream hire. When I love it in Milwaukee, if Urban Meyer went to Michigan State, abso-freaking-lutely. Him and Harbaugh, and then him and Bielema at Illinois, oh my God. The mouths that would be running in this conference would be phenomenal. No question about it. 
Is it going to happen? I can't see them doing that. No, of course, M- Michigan fans would never admit this, but Michigan fans would freak out if Urban Meyer was hired at Michigan State. Let me ask you this. They would absolutely freak out. Would you rather have Urban Meyer or Jim Harbaugh? Hi, silence. Currently, let me answer the question. Let me think about it for a second. I'd rather have, I'd rather have, okay, depending on <laughs> for what team. What team? Because Harbaugh obviously has put together quite the machine at Michigan. Uh-huh. Any other team in the Big Ten? Yeah, I go Urban Meyer. Urban Meyer is a better college coach than Jim Harbaugh. That's not even here. that's not even arguable at this point. Well, I, I would agree with you. I absolutely would agree with you. I'll give Jimmy Harbaugh one more year to try to win a national title, considering how open college football is. He's probably going to leave for the NFL regardless. But Urban Meyer, his record is ridiculous. Every stop he's been at, he's won. And more than anything else, yes, he had 30 guys arrested in Florida. Yes, he coached a serial killer in Aaron Hernandez. Yes, he covered up drug tests. Yes, he supported Zach Smith, who was a domestic abuser. He's not a good guy. He's not a good I don't care, though. I want to win. And that dude can win. So, yeah, yeah. I would take him pretty much anywhere. Anyway. I'll, call, I'll call my shot. Ohio State. Doesn't win, they fold, and then Skip Holtz will or Lou Holtz will laugh yep. all, all, all season long if that happens. Ryan Day gets fired, and they hire Urban Meyer back. They see, and that would suck for Michigan and both Michigan State because then Urban continues the role, and it's the same as it ever was. Yep. And then Michigan State people, all the people that feel a little queasy with the suggestion of Urban Meyer, all those same people would be like, "Crap, we should have hired him." Yep, so, exactly. Anyway, all right, bad comment. And then we're going to let you go. You've already spent way too much time with us, and we do appreciate it. Here's the bad comment. This is from Dylan64242. Rieger, I've watched the last three podcasts. I appreciate your effort. Your voice really sucks. It does look like you're balding. But more than anything, what the hell's going on with your nose? Is it the lighting? It looks like you have half a nose. Can you explain? So let me. Does my nose look okay to you? That's uh, the same ugly nose you had from when yeah. you were in Milwaukee. It hasn't really yeah. changed that much. Yeah, now, I'm, and the voice is is what makes Rieger great. Listen, I, I, I go. I, I've been on a lot of talk shows around Stop this country. Stick it up for me. You're making me no. feel uncomfortable. No, I got it. I've been on a lot of talk shows around this country, and a lot of guys all sound the same. Hey, I'm Joe Brown. Hey, I'm Mike Brown. Hey, I'm Peter Brown. Whatever, and everybody sounds the same. When you go on Rieger's show, you know it's Jeff Rieger. That's like if right. I turn on the radio and he's doing an interview on a show, I know it's Rieger. Like you know the voice as soon as you hear the voice. I get it. Having you a dis- having a distinguishable voice is a big, big deal. I think when it comes to being, you know, a popular celebrity talk show host like Rieger is. I will say this though, just for one day of my life, I would like that deep bassy voice to come out and sound like Walter Cronkite. Like, hello, everybody. I can't do it. I wish I could do it. Anyway, you have a unique voice as well. Sparky, listen, we love you. Thank you for joining us. I, I plan to keep it for 15 minutes. You're so damn engaging that I kept it for 30. You've tra- We've done it all. To steal a line from Howard Stern, you've trashed Lions fans. You've pretty much says Green Bay doesn't take us seriously. They never will. You look at us as your pet that maybe you'll give some kibble to every now and then and just kind of scratch the back of our ears. It's very nice of you guys. Uh, You also think that Jordan Love does not suck. And more than anything, you think that the Packers are going to run away with this division in the upcoming years and Detroit is just pretty much going to like fall down. 
Yeah, back so, to being a 500 team or so, probably until you get a real quarterback. Again, I just I don't I don't have any faith that Jared Goff is going to win you a Super Bowl. I just don't think it's going to happen, y'all. You need to draft a real quarterback at some point, and then we can talk about you being at the top of the division. Please, can, can you give out your? I'm going to put this in real quick. All right, give me your. Go ahead and give the people your Twitter because I want oh, sure. to tweet you when. Here, I'm going to write it down. Go ahead. At Sparky Radio, S P A R K Y Radio, at Sparky Radio. Okay. Nice and easy. There, there you go. At yep. Sparky Radio, tweet this man when Jared Goff lights up that Green Bay defense or, later on today. Tweet him, people. Tweet but, him. But also tweet me when he throws two interceptions tonight. Don't don't be bashful and say, Sparky, you're right. I, we don't think Jared Goff is the guy either. I, I'll be there for you. Dude is not throwing three interceptions or two interceptions. Two, in yeah. And like literally. I don't know, two years. I'll have my arms wide open, give you a big Twitter hug uh, when you guys are, 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 you know, not happy about the interceptions. All right. At Sparky Radio, make sure to tweet him. Listen to him at WSSP. Watch his podcast. Podcast, podcast Green and Growing for the Bucks. There and Curd and Long uh, for uh, the Green Bay Packers. And how about the PBA, Pro Bowlers Association podcast, oh. that oh. I do spare time bowling show podcast as well. Available on the Odyssey app, of course, and anywhere you download your favorite podcast at, or you check all that out at the Odyssey Sports YouTube page where you find this fine podcast. Look at this guy. He's a busy man. All right, check out Steve Sparky Pfeiffer. Tweet at him when Jared Goff kicks Green Bay's ass. And just remember, when the Lions win later on today, Sparky comes back on. You tweet him or tweet me or just comment to me all the bad stuff you want Sparky to read. Like, you can have him say, hey, I'm Sparky, and I hate Milwaukee. Like, something like that. Whatever. Work on it. But, uh, Sparky, thanks for joining us, buddy. And enjoy the game tonight. And congratulations to all your success and your team's success. And um, I appreciate all the condescending thoughts. Thank you, buddy. No no problem. Go, Bucks, go. All right. We'll catch you next. Tomorrow, we'll catch you on. The Daily Ticket, that's this podcast. And we'll recap what happened with the Lions and, of course, the Packers. And don't forget, my daughter will paint my fingernails live on video. So we'll have that for you tomorrow. Thanks, everybody. Good night.